0: Hello and a very warm welcome to the Heal Hypnotherapy podcast. This podcast is for you if you're a student practitioner, a qualified therapist, or have an interest in the wonderful world of modern clinical hypnotherapy. I'm Michelle Morris and I'm your host and I'm also the CEO of Heal Hypnotherapy, my practice which runs from Northwich, Cheshire, here in the UK. As you will know, as a student practitioner or a qualified therapist, almost all of our work over the past year or so, has been via Zoom. You can click onto our Facebook page, Heal Hypnotherapy, or contact me on info at healhypnotherapy.com. On today's show, we're going to begin with the basics and ask the question, what does it mean to be hypnotised? I know, right, often clients can be a little wary or trepidatious about seeking out help from a hypnotherapist mainly out of fear that their minds will somehow be taken over by the therapist, that their free will may be seized upon, or that they'll be made to do all manner of weird and wonderful things. But as students or qualified practitioners of hypnotherapy, we know that this is not the case. And it's also worth bearing in mind that for many of our clients, although they really would like to engage in the process, this fear of being Controlled or taken over is very real. And of course, we also need to bear in mind that what is the most important thing in our practice is the therapeutic alliance and building the rapport with the client. Often, humour can play a very important part here, getting them into the left side of the brain. As students or qualified practitioners of hypnotherapy, we know nobody can control our minds in this way, and we can't be made to do What we don't want to be allowed to do when we're in a hypnotic trance. So it's really important to understand that this sort of fear or, you know, may be very real to our clients. And as we know, the therapeutic alliance is the most important attribute in our practice. I find that often humour can really help to uh, allay those fears and to also. Develop that therapeutic relationship, certainly in the initial stages of any interaction with a client. So, it's an important fact to discuss with anyone who shows an interest in what you do this idea that, you know, I can't control your mind. I can't make you cluck like a chicken. There is no way that we are going to make our clients do anything out of the ordinary in a therapeutic environment, whether that be in a face-to-face practice if we ever get back to that, and hopefully we will soon, or certainly over a technology like Zoom or Skype or whatever interface it is that you're using. We're going to remind those clients, I suppose, that we're going to leave those things to the more performative aspects. There is no way we're going to be making our clients cluck like a chicken or do anything untoward. In fact, we're going to make sure they understand that that sort of practice is more aligned or akin to performative stage mesmerists who use a form of trance for entertainment purposes. It's also worth saying to the client or getting them to understand that, you know, people in the audience may want to be or have a different susceptibility. They may want to be up there performing on stage with the mesmerist, uh, you know, engaging in something that will make them do things that seem fairly humorous and fairly out of the ordinary. But that's not what we do in the therapeutic alliance. We want to make people get better and get better very quickly. And we know that a deep form of relaxation can really help, help them with that process. So trance then for the modern clinical hypnotherapist is a perfectly natural process that we can encourage and induce with gentle relaxation techniques, guided imagery, and of course, language patterns that encourage the clients to relax. It enables the mind to move all the way down from beta where we need all our capacity for tasks such as language and conversation through to the gently, through to the more relaxed states, through to alpha and then into theta waves which are much lower frequencies and we can explain to our clients that what happens when we're at these lower frequencies is that our minds can actually start to mimic rapid eye movement sleep, and we all know the importance of rapid eye movement sleep. When we're in the rapid eye movement sleep phases of our sleep cycle, which are generally only about 20% of our sleep, sleep cycle, we can access those parts of the mind that help us to form narrative memories over emotional content. So it enables us to process and to make better choices Um, about the the conditions or the situation that we find ourselves in. So it's it's through this power of relaxation that we get access to these parts of the mind. And of course, trance is a way in which we, we can do this. So in this deeply relaxed state, the client will have access to their subconscious. Their emotional content can then be reprocessed into narrative content. And our intelligent side of the brain can start to make a detailed assessment and come up with positive solutions for whatever it is that may be troubling them. As you know, it's really important to reassure our clients that trance states happen naturally and also very frequently, often several, numerous times a day. It's worth pointing out to the client that Of course, the experience of being in the zone, whatever that might mean for the client, whether they like cooking or running, daydreaming, watching the telly, you know, all of these can kind of mimic that trance-like state. We often find ourselves, I know I certainly do, I can be driving to work or a location that I'm fairly familiar with and suddenly have the experience of, oh wow, how did I get over those two roundabouts? What happened there? I seem to have been in some sort of altered state. Although safe enough to drive, but it seems that a different part of my mind was taking over, and that one part of it was free, freed up to do a little bit of daydreaming or working out or processing. And it's worth if we explain this to to clients, they can see that trance is a very, very normal state of being, and it's one that we go into naturally many times a day. And it's actually quite an interesting an easy thing to, um, to enable themselves to do. We can also teach them to self-hypnotise once they've had some experience of becoming, you know, um, relaxed and in a trance-like state, which we can help them with, with the guided relaxation. So that's a little bit about trance. So the, th- the things I want you to take away from this today is, you know, don't be scared of people who actually, you know, are naturally curious about what it is but may want to joke about it and may seem to be sort of making fun or ribbing you for the process that you're going to take them them through. This is a natural defense mechanism and it's one that we need to be mindful of and it's a set of questions that we need to answer head on with real clarity and enthusiasm again and complete positive regard for that client and to enable them gently to understand that this is a natural state of relaxation that may enable them to more readily process the things that are troubling them in their lives. So that's it. That's all from today's The Heal Hypnotherapist podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I've been your host, Michelle Morris. Remember, trance is a very everyday occurrence for most people, and we all have experience of this. It can be a deeply relaxing experience and can mimic the positive effects of REM sleep on our processing of events. And finally, the most important thing we can offer is a safe, warm and welcoming therapeutic atmosphere in which our clients can access their own coping strategies and solutions so that they can move forward in their lives. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to seeing you again in episode two of the Heal Hypnotherapy podcast be sure to check us out on our Facebook page, Twitter feed and Instagram. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to be interviewing leading hypnotherapists who specialise in particular niche areas such as anxiety, depression, working with children and teens, addictions and phobias. We will also be exploring the latest developments in neuroscience and of course we'll be explaining these findings in a digestible, easy to understand way so that you can incorporate them into your training or practice for the ultimate benefit of your clients. If you have a question or topic you would like me to discuss here at the Heal Hypnotherapist podcast, you can get in touch with us through our social media channels or by email. Do drop me a line on info at healhypnotherapy.com and we can get round to covering these topics that are most important for you as you move through your training or practice and of course if you are seeking treatment yourself you can book in for a no obligation consultation with me Michelle Morris at my hypnotherapy practice drop me a line that email address again is info at healhypnotherapy.com so until next time that just leaves me to bid you a fond farewell take care and stay safe